Yo, 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 yo. What's good? We in the Ibble Studios. This is your boy Daniel West. Jordan McDonald, the one and only, the unicorn. You know we out here. And this is Two Nap. Two niggas in a pod. Two NAP. Greatest podcast in the world. Ain't even started. Ain't even started. Hell yeah. We feeling good today? We live here in Ibble Studios. Uh, man, it's been a it's been a long week already. Yeah, it's only been a few days, it's but it's been, been a long week, on. man. Yeah. Um, What's been going on? How's your week been? So after we shot the last episode, Amy Shanker, uh, comedian that is she jumps between Chicago, New York, and Austin. She was out here and she asked me to be uh, her guest on her show that she does called Power Hour. Yeah. And what Power Hour is, it's an open mic for comedians. Uh, but the way it's different from most open mics is Amy sits on stage and she has a guest who's on stage who's drinking alcohol the entire time. Hey, let's see Liddy. Yeah. Let's and so Liddy. I'm I was the guest drinker. First, I'm not a big drinker at all. Uh no, no. whenever I drink, I usually stop at two, maybe three if I'm feeling like extra You're also groovy. A skinny dude, so I feel yeah, like I'm it a skinny. Hits you I weigh 138 pounds, bro. So go, alcohol will, will slap me. Uh, but I come from a, a a family of alcoholics, so you know I can. <laughs> it's in your blood. You got. Yeah, it's in down. my blood. That's why I don't. Represent. That's why I don't drink a lot because every time, especially when I drink liquor, I'm I'm just like, oh yeah, I feel I feel the family coming out. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I could do some stupid shit right there now. There we go. You know? yeah. I could do this every night. Um. So I I was the guest drinker. It was a lot of fun. Uh. It's I've I've done the mic before mm-hmm. where I was uh, one of the comics that came up on stage while the two while Amy and another. Um, comedian were on stage, mm-hmm. pretty much like heckling you the entire time. Oh, so it's, they're, they're just talking through your set. Or... Yeah, we we. So I got to talk. You just do whatever. The I, fuck I got you to want do whatever I wanted, oh, and okay. so I'm, and I'm progressively getting more drunk through the show is there going on. Yeah, and, and so and, and what kind of drinks are we talking? Um, just Modelo. You know, I'm country. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just throwing back mad Modelos, bro. I was just throwing yeah. back mad Modelos. <laughs> because I was like, I, I just got the commercial going through my yeah, head because right it now. was it was it was thirty comedians. It was like thirty Damn. comedians that signed up, so I can't be up there drinking point, whiskey I mean, for thirty comedians. You know, at, at some point I would have been up there like, yo, give me a fucking shot of something. Yeah, yo, yeah. Well, I, I was comedians? I was throwing back Modelo's and out of it, the, out of the thirty, how many? At what percentage was? It was a very small good. percentage. Okay, that was right. good. I didn't even finish the sentence. Before yeah, he, yeah. It was. I didn't already, the sentence yeah. before he was like, I already what you're gonna say. You niggas suck. <laughs> yeah, well, not even that, man. Because well, it, it's a different mic because you have people that are on stage with you that are interrupting you on purpose. Yeah. And one of the funniest things for me was seeing just faces come up on stage with mad confidence and slowly watch that shit just wash away yeah. <laughs> as they're on stage. Because I'm just, I'm just talking mad yeah. shit to people. Especially... How, how many people, like, do you think are now, like... Fuck Jordan after that show. I know, I know. There's at least one for sure because yeah. he and he was he was probably one of the first of five comics that came up on stage that night, and he was so upset with me the entire time. And I, then I was just like, "Yo, man, just do your joke." And he's like, "Well, I would do your joke, do my joke if you would stop talking to me." I'm like, "But that's the point of this. You decided to sign up." He was, and you could see him progressively getting more flustered. And then he you would try you his see joke. Trying to piece together who the fuck yeah. he is based off. Uh, I, I've never seen him before. Actually, oh, okay. I had right, never right, seen him right. before. Yeah. And you could see him progressively getting more angry at me. And I was thinking, oh, he's going to think I'm an asshole. Like, he doesn't know who I am. Because a lot of the comics I know, and, like, I'm, you know, they they didn't take anything. Like, you know, they didn't get butthurt about anything. But there was a few that you could see, like, and you could just see the glossiness of their white faces just, (laughs) like, get get scared. (laughs) Yeah. But the, yo, here's the the kicker, though, right? So we get done with the show. Um, I call a lift back to my apartment, and then after that, I don't remember 
Like, I just remember $14.77 on the lift. Uh-huh. I get home, don't remember anything. Bro, I wake up the next morning. Of course, I'm like hungover. Uh, and, bro, the entire day, every time I go to the bathroom, I'm like, yo, what is what is that smell? Because you know how sometimes like you'll puke and like that puke smell will linger? Mm-hmm. Well, it was like that, but stronger. And like the entire day, bro, every time I go to my bathroom, I'm like, yo, what is this smell? And finally about... 3 p.m., 4 p.m., bro, <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, and I, I'm having the same thought, like, yo, what is that smell? Yeah. I pull back the shower curtain, bro, I took a shit in my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> Plot twist. Fuck? Plot twist, bro. Plot twist. I was I was so intoxicated the night before. I, <laughs> it sounds like it's not true, bro, but it's, it's the truest thing ever. I took a shit in my bathtub, and the thing <laughs> Just, was, it was, minute, it was hold on. It was at the edge, so I know that in my mind, I thought that I was on my toilet because it was at the edge of the bathtub because I, I like, sat on the edge of it, bro. Yeah, it was, that was, that was the dumbest shit I've ever done, like, intoxicated, by far, by far. Bro. I don't remember it either. I don't, I didn't lose anything. Time out. I had my phone, keys, wallet, everything. (laughs) You said the smell. Yeah, you said it was vomit, but something extra. Nigga, you know that fucking smell, dog. Yeah, but like... <laughs> you should have been like, there's but, some shit in here <laughs> somewhere. But in my mind, like, my mind never wrapped around the fact that I could have possibly taken a shit in my bathtub. <laughs> and... You're like, that couldn't have been me, dog. Yeah, I, and I... <laughs> but but your girl, literally, like, literally is, every time I was in the bathroom, I was like, yo, what is that smell? It's just, like, sitting there. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and so... <laughs> Amy Shanker got me extremely intoxicated for power. It was a great show, fun That's, show. Yo, two but nap, yeah. dog. Two niggas in the pot. Two dog. nap. <laughs> That's how we're starting uh, out. Yo, That's the energy we, we're, we're on today. We fucked up and shitting in our t- uh, in our tubs. Dog. Yeah, it was. That's what we do. I was I was pretty embarrassed. I'm not gonna lie. I texted the homies. I was like, yo. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I would have kept that shit to myself. I'm not gonna lie to you, dog. Yeah, I, I, I was I was thinking about keeping it Taking to myself. That, like nobody's tell, around, nigga. That, that shit I was like, well, this would be great for the podcast, but hey, appreciate you, dog. Shout out Ibble. Yeah, out. shout out to, <laughs> shout shout out out to, to Ibble. And that's the thing, man. I I'm not even one of those people that really talks about feces and stuff like that, but I was like, man, this is too good to yeah. pass up yeah, because that shit was hilarious. And it was hefty too. I was proud of myself. I was, I, that was gonna be the next question. Was like, what kind of? No, it was solid, bro. Right, it was, right, it, was it was a solid, you eat, no, healthy. You eat right. no, you yeah, eat right. you're right. You know, it wasn't like it in pieces. Me, dog. I would have been mopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been mopping for days, dog. <laughs> but I like really like talked to myself. I was like, yo, did you really just did do this? Was this because I, I live by myself? I can't yeah. blame nobody else, you know. But I'm also happy I live by myself because if I had roommates or if I was living with my girl. That would like just not be like, yo, what no. the fuck are you doing? No. You know, uh, that's why I don't drink a lot because shit like that happens, bro. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> but, yeah, but that, that so that was hilarious. that was right after we did the last episode. Well, directly after. That shit is hilarious. I, that's I, how it's been a long week. That's how my week has been going so far. How how many Modellos does it take for you to shit in your bathtub, yo? <laughs> <laughs> for Jordan, it's two. We need we need we need a hotline number for uh, y'all to call in and tell yeah, us. Yeah, no, um, because Abel the thing was, did, uh, post and tell us how many Modellos it takes for you to do some crazy shit in your bathtub. I I drank probably eleven Modellos in under an hour and forty five minutes, but I also had yeah. like two or three before starting that show. Yeah, and it's like. Bro, it it was just not. It was, 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I don't want to do another drinking show like no, that because no. then I had to do a set after everybody got done. Oh, for real. And I don't perform drinking like at all. Like oh, I, really? I, I used to I used to get on stage with the beer, but I stopped doing that. Uh just because I didn't like how my performances were. Like I can smoke weed before I get on stage, but yeah. I do not like to drink before I get on stage. And so just being like that drunk and trying to do my set was one of the hardest things for yeah. me to do too. I'm, I'm trying to see if I've ever been drunk. I've been like I don't tipsy like up on stage. I don't I don't, um, I don't like being tipsy on stage. I, like, I mean I was I've been on mushrooms on stage, dog, and that was for your show. That shit was crazy. I would tell everybody, yo, these mushrooms kicking my ass. It's like, are you on yo. mushrooms right now? It's like, yeah. And it was like, were you on mushrooms on stage? It's like, yeah. It's like, bro, you're, yo, you're brave. You're brave. You're brave. I'm never doing that shit again. Yeah. I'm why? Doing that why? Shit why? Again. It, it, Explain. It, 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 like, uh, it, it felt like a, my, the set I wanted to do that night was very, I wanted to do experimental type of shit. Yeah. Like, shit I've never done before. Like, fucking, I'm on mushrooms. Let yeah. me experiment with my jokes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and talk about it. Talk yeah. about, I did that Thursday uh, for a Barsdale show, and then I had people in the audience, and then you were like, "Dog, you gotta sneak it before me." Was bombing. You gotta say the show. So I was like, "All right, let me do a yo." So you set. saved my show while on mushrooms. Yeah, that's incredible. Fucking superhero. Two nap. Greatest podcast in the hey, world, dog. bro. That's rad. Yeah, I, I'm afraid to do that. I've like microdosed and performed, which is like yeah. you know you're not really you yeah no no no. You know? I mean, it was cool. I mean, it, I would have those wake. For me, it feels like waves, and so it was just like every, every time that wave hit me, it was like, oh shit. But you know, I didn't notice it when I was on stage at all. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It didn't, it didn't phase. I me bet at all. if you were at like an, an open mic, you and probably would like, notice it. And when we started the show, I was like maybe two hours in. Oh, okay. So, oh yeah. So you were yeah, like, I was you were grooving. It. I was yeah, you, were, you were grooving. I was chill the whole. Uh, that's the thing about like mushrooms really calm me down. A lot of people say, uh, like they take you to yeah, a anxiety. higher plane yeah. and shit. Like uh, you open your third eye. I just I'm more yes. chill. <laughs> That's In wild. Fact, I think mushrooms make me more racist. I'm more uncomfortable around That's, white people because I I did it sense. at uh, New Year's uh, Eve at the Creek in the Cave, just surrounded by white people. And then I remember you texted me that night. Yeah, yeah. And then I just looked and I was like, "Yo, there's no black people in here. Oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here." Yeah, <laughs> something might happen. That's exactly what the fuck oh. happened. I was like, "Got the fuck up out of here, dog." That's but, crazy. Uh, that's 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 hard. That's I, are are you. Do you think you'll do it? Do you think you'll get on stage again and under the influence of psychedelics? I mean, I smoke before all my sets. Yeah, I mean, I I, I smoke too, but I smoke I, before like my sets too. But last time I I was like really sober before I got on stage, I bombed. So uh, that, I feel but that. that was at a coffee shop, and I, I don't like performing at coffee shops no more. I'm never performing at a coffee shop ever again. Why is that? Because my comedy doesn't work in a coffee shop. I know. Me yelling nigga at a bunch of white people while they're <laughs> studying for homework. Just doesn't mesh well with my comedy. Like it's, eating croissants and shit. We're both looking at each other. And it's just like ah, this is drinking white chocolate mocha. Nah, nah, nah. Like, give me a comedy club. Yelling the N word at me. Yeah, this is gonna be a dusty bar or old comedy comedy club, and I'm yeah. I'm set. But uh, coffee shop, nah, that shit ain't. Yeah, no, it never you works. you you get to that point where at least I have too, and I'm guessing you uh, because you just mentioned it, but where you don't want to do, you don't want to perform at like shitty mics yeah. and, and stuff that. It's like, oh, there's really no point in me being here because this is not helping me. I'm not really making any new fans from from this. You yeah. know, I'm nobody's really being that entertained. This is just a shitty for everybody right now. Especially like when you when you've been on shows and you've been in front of yeah. crowds and then you yeah. do a mic and, and what's the in biggest crowd you've ever uh, performed in front of? <laughs> uh, oh, I actually I want to talk about this. Uh, Nate Klingon show. 
probably. I think. I don't know how many people it was, but it was yeah. a shit ton of people. If you go on my Instagram, there was a picture of me in front of like you a, had your name. Yeah, it was like Huge. my name. That shit looks so and, official. And shit. That shit was the most I ever got paid for a show. Uh, probably the most people. Uh, what I didn't know before going in about show, how many people though? How many people? If I had to guess, maybe like eighty. Word. Oh yeah. Maybe, that's how that's crowd. maybe eighty. Maybe a, between eighty and hundred. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But if I had to guess, um, but what I didn't know going into that show, because uh, Nate would always he would he booked me on the show. He's like, hey, I want you to do this show. And I was like, all right, cool. But he would always leave out information that if he would have gave me the first time, I would have said yes sooner. Right. He was like, yeah. I'm gonna put you on my show. All right, cool. All right, I'm gonna pay you this much. All right, mm -hmm. cool. Uh, I'm not going to pay you this much. I'm going to pay you this much. I was like, oh, shit. All right, cool. Uh, it's also free food and alcohol. I was like, nigga, you just oh, said yeah. the first time. Yeah. And I was like, you sold me. Just stop selling me. I'm a man. Yeah. You, I, you've already got me. You gave me the big sale at the end. Give me yeah. the big sale at the beginning, Nate. Free alcohol, nigga. Let's go. Yeah, and, bro. And then we, we get drink tickets for payment <laughs> at shows, bro. Like, this is, you're paying me real money, bro. Yeah. That's more than 20 bucks. What nigga. the fuck? And so we, we <laughs> finally get there and, and I get to the green room and he's like, all right, cool. And then. What I don't know that he doesn't tell any of the comics is, is this supposed to be like a a, a PG-13 show? Oh, like that's The fine. owner of the building it, uh, comes in. He's like, hey, guys, uh, nice to meet all you comics. I just want to just want to know this is kind of, he sits in like a camp counselor and goes, hey, it's kind of PG-13 vibe. You know, we want to. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not mine. My wife is yeah. very. What was time like, was the show? It was this 8 o'clock show. I okay. Think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's kind and, of understandable. But as he's going, I'm going, I don't have a PG-13 set. Dog. At least I can do is TV-14. In C-17? TV-14. You know, but the and and but he was like, I'm fine with it. But my wife was like, yeah. And and Nate's like, yeah, I, I wanted to tell you guys, but I wanted, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, uh, censor you guys or, or like tell you that you can't say anything, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And then you also paying like the most money I've ever gotten for a set. So yeah. I'm doing this fucking, and I was supposed to do 15, right? So like, I got uh, bills to pay, son. Yeah, but all the other comics are are there. I don't want to say I don't want to say they're clean. Yeah, but they it's can, easier for them to. Yeah, they're all white guys, and they all all of their comedy is uh, tame compared to mine. Yeah, like they're talking about the family and all this other yeah. shit. Everybody's You're talking about killing. burning crosses I, on the, white man's yawns. The, the <laughs> only thing I'm hoping is they drop a fuck or a pussy joke or something. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm hoping. It's like nigga, please say sex or yeah. one time. Uh, somebody does does like a, a dad fucking joke and somebody does a sex shop joke. Yeah, they don't land at all. And so I'm like, oh shit. And they're jokes, <laughs> nigga. They're jokes that I'm in my head going, all right, I can't do my. Oh my god. I can't do my make a wish kid joke. Yeah. I can't do because <laughs> you know that joke, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't do. Uh, that uh, joke is great, by the way. That's, that's why incredible it's one of my jokes. jokes. I haven't done it in so long because every time I do, I haven't it, heard it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard you do yeah, that joke it's in been a while. But like there are certain. I'm going through my set. I'm like, all right, I can't do all these jokes that I that I love, that I'm working on now. But I go, all right, let's do 10 minutes of raising and five minutes of pussy jokes. That's sounds yeah. <laughs> I do my set, all of my race jokes, all my race jokes fucking kill, crush. Yeah. I'm yelling nigga, nigga at all these white people, they're fucking eating it up. All they're my, like, that's PG-13. All, all of my I hate white people, fuck them, all yeah. of my burn crosses on their lunch, yeah. all that is killing, right? The moment I miss, mentioned pussy, <laughs> that's where you cross the line. The air, yeah. Uh, I was like, I look at the dude who did the PG thirteen thing, and his wife is going, <laughs> and I'm going, ah, oh, boy. And and it's I have a joke about. Uh, she was like, we thought you were one of the good ones. What's going fam, on? Here? I did uh, what it was. I did a joke <laughs> about uh, 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 circumcisions, and then the joke I have about vegan pussy. Yeah, killed the room. Great joke. Uh, it's a great joke. They fucking killed the room to the point to where I got off stage and and 
I felt bad for Nate because I knew he was. He came up to me and was just like, "Yo, my boss just just pulled me to the side." Oh my god! Like, he was like, he was like, multiple people pulled him to the side, and like after my set, uh, I realized what was in the audience because uh, a bunch of people came up to me. It was like, "Yo, you had a great set, fucking killer set." I just couldn't laugh because my pastor was over there, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> oh, fucking my bad, dog." Oh shit, my oh, yo. Yeah, That's great. He was like one of the the sponsors where it was like a mentorship program. Yeah. And so they, you know, my bad dog. Yeah. <laughs> he said they told me that they pulled him into their office and showed the, showed him my set and showed him in the entire 15 minutes of my set. And then they got to the vegan pussy joke and it was just like what do you think about that? Oh, my God. Like, that nigga had a great set. Yeah, like, <laughs> incredible nigga. comedy. He nigga, but he basically yeah. said it in that moment. Like, you know, as a white that's dude, he was hilarious. like, you had a great set, dog. So that's incredible tell. comedy. I remember I saw Nate. I was on a show with Nate Klingon uh, a little, a few weeks after you did that show. And he told me about it. And he said that there was a few uh, of the, the women that were in the church group that came up to him and. Uh, we're like, yeah, we we really like Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> we just like weren't allowed to laugh. Yeah, dog. It's like, yeah. I right, I get it, I get it. But but did you did you feel accomplished as a comedian? Because honestly, when I offend people and people get upset at me, especially when there's people laughing around them, I I yeah, I I love that. That makes me feel accomplished. Well, I don't because I don't, I don't know. It was if if they were uh, wincing at my race jokes, I would feel uh, I would feel yeah. that way. But yeah. it was. Pussy. It was like, yeah. and, and that, and those were the jokes. I was like, oh, these are fine. Yeah. Yeah. These, <laughs> these are, I got these are jokes. clean. I was like, if y'all didn't like those, y'all see this shit. I left out. I'll be saying these jokes at church. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, but I, I, cause I didn't think about it. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I just thought I really want a clean set. I, I wish I yeah. was a clean comedian. I wish you make but, some money. I'm, 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 I haven't done necessarily a clean set, but. I'm wanting to get one recorded because, man, there's some money in clean comedy, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of money in clean comedy. It's just not my brand of comedy. But however, yeah, Nate did tell me. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if I ever will. But he was like, "I want you." He told me you want me to headline next time he has that show oh, or, or or in the future. And I was like, "I'm down," but you can't have that same. Yeah. Have <laughs> you headlined yet? Uh, headline your shit. Oh yeah, you oh, did. Shelly went on after me, but uh, yeah, I headlined the comedy. But part. I have, then, have you uh, have you headlined like with like twenty plus? Uh, I headlined at twenty five. Uh, when Pat put me on one of his shows, and I headlined over there. Word, hell during, yeah! During December, how, how but, much time did you do? Uh, like fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, it was oh, like, yeah. it was like maybe eight comments. What's the, the, what's so the like, longest uh, set that you've done? Uh, twenty. The Def, the first Def Jam show. The first Def Jam. Yeah, that's the longest I've I've yet to. You haven't done no another twenty? Nah, not yet. Man, them shits is a rush. Yeah, dog. I've been getting more twenties. I'm, I'm, I'm almost terrified because I didn't plan to do twenty that night. Yeah, I was supposed to. Do Don't be 12. terrified, bro. I was supposed to do twelve to fifteen that night, yeah. and just stumbled upon twenty. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I guess. But, you had uh, a killer set too. Yeah, I, I, re I remember. I actually think about your set from that night a lot because that was your first twenty. Yeah, that was my first twenty as well, and I remember. I was like, "Damn, this nigga Daniel is fucking murdering." What the that shit felt fuck? good. Fuck. That shit felt. The there, there was a, a a portion in that show where I shout out Houston, Texas, and there was these three yeah. people in front from Houston. And they go, hey, and that that shit just big me Bro. up. Like it was like an energy boost. So yeah, I, I you turned it super saying that, that shit bitch. was like, yeah, you. Uh, I think I said I love what I'm new nigga. I said yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> those exact words. That shit felt good. But uh, going back to Nate's show, if I'm ever invited back to do Nate's show, uh, I I I did. Um, want to offer a list of alternatives for the word pussy 
just in case that crowd comes back, right? Yeah. It's a joke is about vegan What's pussy, your right? Favorite alternative word. So like uh, you know, like uh, uh vegan snatch, maybe? Snatch. Right? Does that sound yeah, I don't yeah, know. Vegan, you should make it something ridiculous. Vegan muff. Does that muff? Right? <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> vegan, vegan muff, right? Uh, uh, vegan coochie. Uh, yeah. Uh, vegan vagina. We can you go basic. Uh, vegan. Vegan vajayjay. Vegan mufalasa. That word. <laughs> what you say? Vegan mufalasa. Vegan mufalasa. Yeah, bro. You just gotta switch it up because then it's a funny word. So it's like you doing a clean set about pussy. You can't say the word pussy, uh, but yeah. if you say yo. That vegan mufalasa, oh, people are gonna laugh. Honestly, that's the next funny. time I go there, that'll be my whole Same set. Mufalasa, just bro. Like, instead of uh, and I, last time I got in trouble, so this is uh, vegan that's tacos, funny. nigga. We eat vegan funny. tacos, dog. That's how we eat. Man, I know a comedian in Houston. His name is Rich Williams, and he like he, all he does is comedy. Like he's full time comedian, mm. uh, but he does a lot of clean sets during the day for different companies. Like he, I remember. He put on his Instagram. He went and did like a thirty-minute clean set for Shell, and probably yeah. got paid outrageously well. White dude? Uh, no, no, it's a black dude. Rich Williams. Does that sound like a white dude's I mean, name? Nigga, you you had the joke about the I, yeah. People. There's 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 not a lot of white people with the last name Williams. It seems like. I, I mean, I feel like there are. I don't. Just, I don't meet a lot of them. Uh, yeah, it's just they're not around where you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't meet a lot of them at all. It's always weird that it's like a. I seriously. Feel, I feel weird about the last name Williams because one, like, if you're Williams related, like I think we talked about this. Yeah, but, I think we, yeah, I think we yeah. did. Yeah, but uh, no. Actually, I wanted to talk about this, dog. I think I finally found out found out Jordan McDonald. What did you? What did you? What did I you, think what, I found you. What out. the hell does that I think mean? I found out. What kind? Of, what does I, that even I mean? What kind of? Out. What kind of transition is that? <laughs> I you know, found I, out. I know what I want to talk about, bro. I think I figured out. You. I, f- I found it. I found you out, dog. How? What, I know what are you exactly about? how you function, dog. I <laughs> know exactly. I'm ready to hear this. I know exactly why it is that you are how you are. Yeah. Word. Right. Word. Tell me if this is a lie. All right. I guarantee you that yep. your father was a member of the parliament or Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> like, you can't tell me. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, back in the day, your father went in the Soul Train line. All right. So, Pete, like, this. <laughs> You're like, not like in the background. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not right. <laughs> you're not correct. But you're not completely wrong, right? Okay. So this is. I actually was thinking about this story earlier when we were talking out on the yeah. patio. So my pops back in the day, because my pops is from Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. and my pops back in the day, um, he used to like randomly run around with a bunch of artists, like a bunch of musicians and stuff, and. uh I don't know fully the stories because I remember one time in particular, my dad was about to like tell a story about him being some type of runner of some sorts for some bands in New York. And my mom was like, don't tell that story. <laughs> my mom was like, fuck that. Don't tell that story yeah. like to your kids right now. What are you doing? Like, And I remember wanting to Terrible know so what bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> what he was talking about. But my dad's like my dad's a Vietnam War vet, too. And uh yeah, he he's just told me stories about like doing like just wild 1960s, 1970s shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and he has a saying. He says if if you remember the 70s, you weren't really there. Um, which, <laughs> Jesus, hey. yeah, yeah. And uh, so you're not like completely wrong. Like I feel like honestly though, like on some real shit, I feel like. Vietnam like completely switched my dad's perspective of just life in general. Mm. 
um, because he he hasn't really ever talked too much about Vietnam to me, but he's he's had random moments where he'll just start talking about random yeah. Vietnam moments and stuff, and it like completely like changed his perspective of on like race and all types of stuff because he's one thing that he will like talk about a lot. He says like out there like when they're in the jungle, he just describes it as the jungle. Uh, he says the mentality is kill or be killed. And so it's like, it wasn't really like a, cause race was being like portrayed as like this huge thing in uh, America's like a big issue in the sixties and stuff when the Vietnam mm -hmm. war was going on. But he was like in the field and stuff. It was just like, yo, who's on my side? Who's not on my side? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. what you look like, the boys, are yeah. you on my yeah. side or yeah. you're not? And so like that has, you know, just given him his own unique perspective on, on race and stuff like that. But he, and he also talked about how when they were in Vietnam, they weren't getting American newspapers because they were in Vietnam. They're mm -hmm. only getting like Vietnamese newspaper. They couldn't oh, read. Oh, weren't they like feeding shit to the, like the black soldiers or something like that? Well, was that that war? Uh, no, 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 no. So what was happening is the way the soldiers, uh, the American soldiers were getting news in Vietnam was the music at the time. Mm. And so my dad, like he, he talked to me, this was at the, when I saw him last year, he was telling me about how, the songs that were the anti-war songs and stuff that were really popular in the United States. That's how they were getting their news overseas because they weren't getting American newspapers. And mm -hmm. so they were figuring out what was happening in America from all the music and stuff. So, and my dad's like a huge, like he introduced me to like meatloaf and Jimi Hendrix and stuff when I was fucking seven years old, eight yeah. years old and stuff. So yeah, you're not completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's and bro, the very first, he took me to my very first concert when I was 14 uh, I was for Buddy Guy. He used to play. If you're familiar with blues, you know who Buddy Guy is. If you're not familiar with blues, uh, he used to play with Jimi Hendrix. Um, yeah. He's a Chicago blues man. And I was 14 years old, and we we're at the we we're at the Cowboys of Color Rodeo. It's a, a black and multicultural rodeo. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah up in Grapevine, Texas, and uh, close to Fort Worth. And they had a concert there with Pine Top Perkins, uh, Muddy Waters Band, and Buddy Guy. And I was 14 and it was at the stockyards in Fort Worth. And that's like an adult club, 21 yeah. and up. And my dad walks in with me. I'm 14 years old. He walks in with me. Uh, he goes, yo, we're here for the show. And they look at him like, yo, that's a 14-year-old boy. What are, you, what are you doing? And my dad goes, we have tickets. What do you mean what are we doing? We, we have tickets. And so, yo, they made an exception for me that night. Uh they and they probably never ever did this again but they said i couldn't be uh i had to be within arm's length of my dad at all times um in this club mm -hmm. and i saw a buddy guy headline and it was like one of the craziest shits ever because this was a legendary 1960s 1970s like yeah. blues guitarist that played with Jimi hendrix and, and stuff like that and just completely so my dad introduced me to like rock and roll and, and what did they think was gonna happen who knows yeah who knows? But the fact that I was the, probably the youngest, the second youngest person in there was in their thirties, probably. Yeah, it was not because it was it was it was clearly like, for like, adults and stuff. And what do you mean, like how clearly it's like? Yeah, don't this fourteen year old kid is pussy in there. What are you? Yeah, yeah, about? yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you shielding them from? Good music? What are you doing? Pretty much, that's what they were trying to shield me from, and it that shit definitely had a profound effect on me. Because yeah. I was like, yo, rock and roll is where it's at. That's, the rock and roll and the blues, that's, that's where it's at. Another thing I, I figured about I figured out about you, I, right? I was wrong or sort of, you know, about that. Uh, uh, but, all right, I think you live your life 
like you want to star as Bobby Farrell in a Boney M uh, biopic. Like Rasputin? If there, yeah, yeah, if there was ever an opportunity Leader to of the play Russian. that nigga. Oh, and, man. And I, nigga, I can see you in that role doing the... Rasputin. <laughs> just doing the jigging. Not Have that role. Have you seen the videos, though? Uh, yes. No, that shit yes. is hilarious. Nigga, I, I dream, that song is fire. I, that's how I dance when nobody's watching. Like, in my apartment, <laughs> just in my zone. Like a black Russian nigga? That's nigga, wild. <laughs> just, Whoa. Like, like, I'm just fucking a bunch Thank of white Russian Thank goodness we're on where we can be uncensored. And <laughs> hey, dog. <laughs> we can say black Russian nigga and nobody gets mad. Nobody <laughs> gets upset with this. Would, you would know? somebody be mad? Black Russian niggas? Possibly, possibly, bro. Everybody gets mad at everything <laughs> Some now, Black bro. We are not niggas. Yes. <laughs> they call us niggas or whatever the fuck. They Russian slide. They call you Holy something. Shit. They call you Holy something just shit. like they call us something. So that's let's awesome. Come together and be one, bro. Have you ever met a Black Russian? I've never met <laughs> any Black European anything, bro. Have you never been to Europe ever? Nah, I gotta go, nigga. I, I wanted to ask you about that. Bro. I know you've been to Europe. Bro. You showed me the picture where you like scruffed up and look yeah, like, I grew a full look, beard. You look forty seven in those pictures, nigga. Like, yeah, my my beard when I when I grow my full beard out, bro, I look like I am about to read you something from my own self written. You look like you look like manifesto. Moses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, bro. There's so many black people in Europe. It's crazy. It's nuts. When I was so I went to six different countries when I went to Europe, and this was right before the pandemic. Um, it was Christmas 2019 going into 2020. Mm. Uh, the first place I went to was London. And, bro, there was, like, black people everywhere with l British accents. It was crazy. I fell in love with this chicken. Rock hard. Nigga. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rock hard. Bro, I fell, I fell in <laughs> oh. love. I fell in love with this chocolate uh, girl named Cash uh, at uh, on Brick Lane. So Brick Lane in London is, back in the day, artists from, like, the Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, mm. all those, like, 1960s rock stars. Excuse me. 1970s rock stars, they would shop on Brick Lane because there's all these different uh, um, different clothing sh uh, clothing stores and thrift shops and, mm -hmm. and shoe stores and stuff like that. And it's just mad art all in Brick Lane. And I remember I went into this thrift shop in Brick Lane. And so I met this. I'm, it's crazy. I meet this black woman. Her name is Cash. Like, gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. Chocolate skin. Thick British accent. Bro, she went to high school in Plano, Texas. What the fuck? Yeah, and I'm I'm from Sherman, Texas, so I'm like forty miles north. What the fuck? And she knows where Sherman is, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna marry you. Yeah. I'm in love with you. What the hell? Right, you're harder, you're right? black <laughs> British, and you know about Sherman, Texas. It was crazy, but but it was it was interesting. It was the most random shit in the world. Most random shit. She yeah, and she was in Brick Lane, and I was dating somebody at the time, and I remember still thinking like, I want to marry you. You goddamn. Um, but then it's over. But bro, <laughs> everywhere I went, everywhere I went in Europe, I went to uh, Amsterdam, I went to Paris, I went to Rome, I went to Germany, uh, I went to Madrid and London, and there's black people everywhere. But it was interesting the dynamics of black people yeah. in each European country because, so like in Paris, right? In Paris, it's a lot of Central Africans. And my sister and I, yeah, I went with my big, sister. Dark, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, a lot of them tall as hell. I watched, like, I mad Lupin tall. On yeah, yeah, Lupin. <laughs> Lupin. Lupin is hard <laughs> as hell. Um, but yeah, in, in Paris, the Central Africans were looking at my sister and I like they wanted to kidnap us. Like they did not fuck with us. It was it was like unsettling. Yeah. Like we would walk around and get like like negative stares and stuff, right? But then we're in Rome. And we meet some Africans in Rome, and they're like, y'all need to go back to Africa. Y'all need to go back to y'all's homeland Wait, and visit. 
Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. Thought, I thought they were warning. Go uh, back there. Yeah, Get yeah. out of here. Dog. Yeah, no. <laughs> the fuck out leave, of here. Leave. Leave. Never come back. You don't want. You don't want to see what they doing to niggas out here. Uh, <laughs> but now, so uh, the the African, the black people in 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 Rome and Italy were like, y'all are African. Mm. Y'all need to go and visit your homeland and stuff. And then, bro, in Berlin, Germany. So Berlin, Germany, in my mind was gonna be was my least. I was the least excited to visit there because I thought, oh. We're going to Germany. It's just going to be a bunch of blonde hair, blue eyed white people. Bro, I get off the plane. I've never seen so many mixed people in my life. Bam. Everybody looked like me. It oh. was mad weird. Yeah. And then uh, I remember the bartender that uh, bartended at the hotel that we were staying at in Berlin. He was mixed. And he was telling me how there's a lot of West Africans in Berlin. And mm -hmm. West Africans and I guess Germans really, really dig each other. And bro... Like literally, I've ne I've never seen this in my life. Never witnessed this in my life. But there's everybody looked like me and my sister, and it was mad <laughs> weird, bro. It was the craziest shit. Oh, speaking Germany, <laughs> yeah, but, no, but they, everybody was speaking English. Like oh, they they mostly speak English over oh, in, accent, in Berlin too. Yeah, I'm no, it's 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 tight. But there's there's black people all over. Long story short, there's black people all over Europe, everywhere, and in France. Like I'm 19% French. I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know I was like had any like french in me at the yeah. time but when i was in france everywhere i went people were coming up to me speaking french and then looking at me like i'm crazy because i'm like i don't, don't speak no goddamn french but i guess a nigga look french so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they're like they're like it was there like something back in their mind was just like trying to piece it together like nah i understand that shit like <laughs> like 19 i don't know i don't like, know it was it was definitely interesting because like i especially being mixed it was I mean, for example, like the, the Africans in France were like, we don't fuck with y'all. But then the ones in Italy were like, y'all are African. Y'all y'all yeah, need to. With yeah, we fuck with y'all. Yeah, heavy, you know? job, bro. Get your ass yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool, though. But I I suggested. But that was honestly one of the most uh, interesting things about Europe was yeah. the amount of black people that were in every European country that I went. Uh, before I do a lot of traveling out, like out of the country, I want to learn languages first. I feel that I don't want to be I don't want to be fucked over. I'm not gonna lie, it, trying to get me done. It is know? it is weird being in a country where they don't speak English and you're yeah. looking at a subway sign and you're like, bro, I don't know what the fuck, fuck this. does this mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this the shit fuck means is at a all. Kilometer, nigga. What? Yeah, <laughs> but but you you figure it out like you you eventually like will I think just yeah. instinctively your human survival thing will come on and be like, no, I got to figure this out. Because when I was in Amsterdam, everything's in Dutch. I was like, I don't speak. Dutch at all? What the hell is this? But I figured it out. Bro, yo, some G shit in Amsterdam, bro. I smoked a joint and rode a bike to a castle. Weed, no, <laughs> I no. Talk about weed, nigga. I thought about it. I, <laughs> I ain't talking about we get weed here, nigga. <laughs> you talking about the the legal shrooms or the prostitution? I'm talking about the pussy. <laughs> the prostitution. No, I did walk down the red light district, and it was mad weird. It made me feel weird. Or the what did you call it earlier? The whatever the fuck you said for pussy. Uh, the uh, Mufalasa. The Mufalasa. Yeah, yeah, the Mufalasa. The Mufalasa I went down the uh, the Mufalasa in Amsterdam. I didn't get any. I walked down the red light district. <laughs> Watching it, isn't it like you can see the niggas? In yeah, there? bro. It's literally. Yeah, I, I would... <laughs> can you see the niggas in there? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what yeah, it is. yeah. But uh, no, it was it was before. weird because, bro, it was like real life Barbies. That's what it, because every window looks like the box of yeah. a Barbie, and every window has like lights in it, and yeah. they're just standing in the window down the entire block. And there's, there's a bunch of white women just 
Well, it's no, it's all types of women. All it's, types? Yeah, it's not oh, no, 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 no. That's the thing. Like it's <laughs> See, and like now you said that like you was like you saw well, no, it was like no, dog. But, yeah, gotta, no, it I was interesting because it's like there was some where I'm like I feel like this one's a little more expensive than this one. Yeah, two doors down. Just from looking at the quality of woman that seems to be in there right yeah, now, you yeah. know, like oh, you saying she was cheaper, but she should be higher. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This yeah, bitch yeah. is charging. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but, it yeah. seemed like, and then, but it was it, it, it legit felt like I was walking down a Walmart aisle, and there was Barbies <laughs> telling me to come in and smash them cheeks. <laughs> Mufalasa everywhere. Yeah, just Mufalasa <laughs> everywhere, son. And yeah, it was weird. But I did. I smoked a joint and rode a bike to a castle in Amsterdam. And then when I got to the castle. I went to like pay for my ticket to tour the castle and some weed fell in my pocket you know, on the castle grounds. And I was like, on the castle grounds? Yeah, I was like, damn, this is actually kind of pee, bro. This is, this yeah, is a player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you would have got executed for that shit back in the day. Yeah. This nigga spilled yeah. his marijuana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get the fuck out of here, dog. Uh, all right, dog. Uh, I never want to watch movies with white people in it again. With white people? Like like a whole cast of white people. A whole cast. Uh, I've I I stopped doing that shit when I was a kid. That makes me uncomfortable. I I can't stand it, nigga. I just saw a uh, uh, a trailer for a David Cronenberg movie with Viggo Mortensen, Kate, uh, Kristen Stewart, and some other white people. And I was yeah. like, what is? <laughs> Viggo Mortensen did that White Savior movie with oh, Herschel Ali. Book. Green yeah. Book. Yeah, I didn't watch that because I uh, did. How'd you feel about it? That movie would have been a lot better if it was the other way around. If it was about um, Herschel Ali's character who was way and this is like here's the, the fucked up part of this movie besides the white saber shit for me right yeah the characters this nigga is a piano playing uh, a virtuoso this nigga's yeah. a, a great philosopher right the main character is his fucking driver oh so it's not even about Mahershala it's, he drives the nigga around dog. Oh, that's, what, that's, that's what the <laughs> And and there's a scene where he 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 uh, introduces chicken fried chicken to him, and I'm like, dog, come uh, on, bro. See, you why why is Hollywood got to do that? He's like, you don't know fried chicken. He's like, have you ever had a girl do that? What? Like, have you ever had a white girl be like, you want to get some fried? No, I've never had a white girl try to try to get me. I'm not. Yeah, nah, nigga, I've never had a white girl. No, it's just stupid, bro. As a, the, I, I'm like. All right, I've had weird moments with white women. Mm-hmm. I, it's and it's funny because like my mom is white, so when I talk, so most of them are about her. <laughs> <laughs> most weird moments are with my mother with white women. No, like I remember in college, bro. <laughs> nigga, that'd be wild. Come here, Jordan. <laughs> Just, <laughs> mom, stop touching my hair. We in public. Um. <laughs> no, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it, that's she's you're her son though. She can do that, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah. We we just we just joking. Um, but no, I, I I remember I was talking to this one white girl in college, and we were hanging out in my apartment, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. You know what I can really take right now is some fried chicken." And it's like, why, why, why are we doing this right now? You know, like why, why do you all of a sudden just want fried chicken? And then what what was the what was the fucking cherry on top, bro? Was, and I don't know if this was just because, like, because college kids are fucking stupid, but she said, and I would love to wash it down with some grape Kool-Aid. And I'm like, why Why Come are you doing dog. this right now? Like, literally, you know why? You know what you're doing, dog. You know? And it's, I, 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 like, stopped hanging out with her after that. That's, and that's moments like that where I fuck a white people. I was like, no, I don't eat chicken. 
Yeah. As much as I would like be like doing the, you know how they tell you if you lie, it's yeah. like a body tell nigga. I'm like, nah, I, I'm, my, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't eat chicken. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more of a pigeon type nigga. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't eat turkey, bitch. <laughs> Yo, I was, uh, I just did a, a radio spot. Just, a uh, word? Yeah, for uh, KTSW 89.9 San Marcos. I don't know none of these stations out here. But yeah, so oh, I used to, this it's the radio station for Texas State University, mm. and I actually used to be a DJ on there, and they're having their 30th anniversary this week. Oh, word? Uh, yeah, and uh, they so they made it alumni week, and I hit up my uh, my old radio professor, and I just, because uh, he's, he's the only professor that I've stayed in contact with since I dropped out of school. Um, he always like checks up on me and I just tell him, Hey man, I'm in Austin now. Um, I'm doing comedy and stuff yeah. out here. If you ever want to come to a show and he said, yo, come to the radio station, come, uh, get on and stuff. And it was cool, man. Like I definitely, it felt weird being back on campus and then being considered an alumni, even though I dropped out. Yeah. They're like, no, you're KDSW alumni, yeah. you know? Um, I did, I did a, I used to go to UT Austin, yeah. uh, and I did a show on campus for the first time. And it was like, First time in like six years I've been on campus. Yeah. And I dropped that too. And it felt awkward. Like it was like the. Oh, you did Del Mendoza's yeah, Del, com- Del yeah, Mendoza. comedy yeah. show. Yeah. And it felt like. At uh, Cactus Cafe. I felt the trauma of being a, back in college when I was walking through. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is... was one thing I noticed, bro. All the college kids, they just seemed so upset Duh. about being there. They just seemed so sad. And I was like, bro, did I look like it, this? Like, I so probably sad, did. But like the hope that a 21 or 20 year old has <laughs> is inspiring like I, like i'm seeing this girl right now she's 21 and, and when she talks i'm just like yo shout out to you i hope you keep this yeah enthusiasm keep that enthusiasm that shit went out the window yeah, you... the year i left <laughs> i worked full time i was like fuck but it, is... it, with college kids bro you see that enthusiasm slowly like get sucked out of them especially if if they're just doing some shit they don't want to be doing yeah exactly that, that, well that's that's, that's anything was. you know and, and I, I was i studied uh theater uh, acting and, yeah. and uh anything outside of that i was like i don't want to do this shit <laughs> like, yeah i don't want to do 12 math classes. did you graduate uh, no i, I dropped yeah out. yeah uh, I dropped it's funny out too. uh I, they call the alumni for ut texas x's yeah but i, I was i'm more of a texas one night stand yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just you know had, had fun for a while but you know we had fun then i dipped out and never called shorty back yeah they hit, hitting you up about them loans did you take it? <laughs> I mean, I now I'm not, I'm not paying that shit, no, but yeah, I was no. at one point. But no. the fucking Biden keep pushing that. Why would hey? Yeah. I'm in <laughs> you some keep program. Pushing that shit back, bro. I'm not paying that shit, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I think after ten years, they'll be like, all right. And I think if you like just make it ten years after you like left or whatever, yeah. And you still don't have it paid off. I think they're like, all right. Well, hell no no not at all not not at all but it was it was cool being back but then i also kind of felt that energy of i know why i fucking left school i don't i know why i love college it's all this other nonsense that i was like Ugh. yeah and and everybody does have a because on the on the station they had uh so it was a it was a afternoon show that they call other side drive and they had their two regular dj hosts and Whenever we were off the air, they were just, you know, because they're still in school. Uh, they're like juniors and seniors and shit. Mm-hmm. And they were asking, it was myself and another old DJ who was on there. Uh, her name is Jillian. And they were asking shout us, uh, yeah, shout out to Jillian. Uh, they were asking us, you know, does it get better? Like, how is, 
And <laughs> a part like the comedian in me would be like, nah, it's gonna get fucking worse. You're gonna be depressed. You're gonna yeah. be homeless for three and a half years. Yeah. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Your family's gonna question everything you do. You're probably gonna lose all your close friends and relationships, and nothing's gonna work out <laughs> for the for probably five years. But then it'll start looking up if you keep to it. But were they asking you about comedy or just life after just college? Life, just life after college. Just life after college. Just life after college. Just life after college. Yeah. And you know, I, 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 I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, because I'm, I'm happy in my life and shit, you know, and I've, life has like been well for me and I'm making money off of comedy and stuff and I'm not really like stressing over stuff anymore. But at the same time, like, yo, I was homeless for three and a half years and, you know, I went through a bunch of wild shit. Yeah. Uh, to get to where I am now. And I didn't mention that because I didn't want, you know, anybody's like, get out of there and be like, oh my God, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be homeless for three years of my life. Like, I have to go through shit like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was, but it, I, I thought about when uh, Dave Chappelle talked about when he went back to his, uh, his old high school and they wanted to, him to like give a speech. Mm-hmm. And like his whole high school in DC was like in the hood or whatever. Yeah. And it, he was like, you know, what I wanted to say is, like, you know, keep your head up. Like, keep doing it. Like, don't stop. He's like, y'all niggas better start hooping or rapping because y'all ain't never going to make it out these streets. <laughs> like, yo. Rocks or something. Yeah, that's, that's how <laughs> I felt. Because it's weird, man. Like, nobody. College is a false reality. It is. And I knew that. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I dropped out. Because I was like, this this isn't fucking real. This this isn't real I, at all. Everybody's in their whole, own delusional. I have a whole thing about, like, college that I, like, I, I feel like I could go on for, for days about it. Yeah, and just like I feel like it's it's only geared to take your money. It's not geared to like prepare you for what life is. Bro, and, not at all, bro. I've never and for me, bro, we work in entertainment. I've never once been asked, "Do you have a degree for anything I've ever done?" Yeah, I mean, not, but not even that. It's like I'm I, like I, I said, I majored in acting, right? Yeah. Why the fuck am I taking twelve math classes, <laughs> fourteen sciences? Bro. 89 social whatever yeah. history like what yo i, I thought in, this was a career like let me focus yeah. on the career nigga what is all this extra i was a theater major that, too it's like why the hell am i in like physiological anthropology right now dog you know what i'm saying why why yeah. am i and but no it was biological anthropology the only reason i passed was because of delisa alford uh because shout out to she, yeah shout out to delisa because she let me uh sounds what yeah she was uh at uh that south by southwest show we did Remember uh, my friend Tracy, who had the the cones that we rolled up, his wife. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So she actually is the only reason why I passed. We had an evil Australian woman as our professor. This bitch was evil, bro. She and she had the accent. She had a a thick Australian accent and red hair, and you could oh, that's the devil, yeah, bro. An Australian accent and red hair, she's the devil. And bro, the only reason I passed Australian accent and oh, red oh, might yeah. Talking about biological yeah. anthropology, imagine the hell I went through. Oi. Yeah. Oh no, that that accent sucks on women. That's an awful I, accent I, for I, women. No, to have, no, dog. no, no. I've seen some. No, nah, it's a very masculine accent for women, dog. Like, no, you, bro, you bro, just Oi, get over here and suck my pussy out of the bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like your clitoris is seven inches long. I don't want to deal with that, dog. What are you doing? Put put that shit away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are we doing? All right, when you say it like that, yeah, it seems extreme. Oi, that I'm dying. <laughs> Sounds- Bro, no. Man, all right. I'm going to eat the fucking we, you know, we, you, We're not going to let you just disrespect Australian women like that, dog. I, I know some bad looking Australian women. They, they all sound like crocodile hunter. What the fuck? Actually, I don't think I've ever seen like 
an attractive Australian woman speak. I I I watch wrestling. Yeah. There are a lot of bad Australian wrestlers. Word. They all sound like Crocodile Dundee. That shit is. Is like wrestling wrestling now. So like what's. So I know there's AEW and like WWE or oh you want to get into it dog I'm a huge pro wrestling you can see the shirt yeah I the WrestleMania the last era around. of wrestling pro wrestling I remember was Carlito Jesus I spit in the face of like people who are not cool two thousand he hadn't been on the WWE since 2010 maybe yeah that shit yeah wild. when I was in high school is when I was that's the last era of wrestling here's I the, remember here's the thing about professional wrestling it's like a it's I call it the greatest. Uh, the the greatest form of entertainment ever because yeah. it's it's just like mma right where it's violence i want to see motherfuckers get hurt but yeah. without the guilt of watching two motherfuckers just kill themselves yeah, right true. now they're killing themselves but it's not like an immediate like death they're protecting each other in the ring because they're doing moves that i don't want to say rehearse but they're doing moves that they they've trained yeah uh, their entire career with so you just go in the ring, and 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 I fell in love with it because uh, one of my favorite wrestlers quit WWE, which was is the is the NFL of professional wrestling, yeah. right? And in my mind, I'm thinking, why the fuck would he leave if, if he loves professional wrestling? Why would he leave the greatest wrestling company in the world? And after that, I I just dove deep into the business and like how they do what they do, yeah, and fell in love with it more because like, uh, motherfuckers are going to ring without talking to each other to, uh, at all. Uh, first time meeting each other and have a great the greatest match you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, because they know the moves that they're they're doing. They can uh, they they get in the ring and they talk to each other in the ring. They'll get in the rest hold. They'll be like, all right, drop down, uh, shoulder tackle, go into the ropes, show, clothesline or whatever. Dang. And then you'll see the moves they do. And it's I, that's like a different whole different view. It's, it's kind of like comedy though, where where you're you're feeding off the audience, and if something yeah. goes wrong, you gotta try to get the audience back on your yeah, side yeah. or do whatever you gotta do. Same thing with the wrestling. Audiences don't like all the shit that they're doing in the ring, yeah. so you got to get them back on your side. It's storytelling and shit. It's a bro. I've thought about becoming. I was like, yo, if comedy doesn't work, I'd become I, a wrestler. I, I, I thought about it too. I'd be I, one of them high ropes niggas, bro. I'd be uh, like a black Rey Mysterio in this fam, bitch, bro. In, a, in an alternate universe, I'd nine hundred three niggas instead of six one nine. I'd nine hundred three a nigga, bro. What? Yeah, I'd be. I'd be five one two one of these bitch ass. Niggas, I'd be bro. wrestling in an alternate universe. There was a time yeah. when my brother, uh, we were at a flea market. He was shopping for car parts or whatever. And I remember hearing some noises in this flea market and then just stump walking around like, what the fuck is that noise? Yeah. And I, cause I hear a, like the slam on the floor. I was like, what the fuck is that? It sounds familiar, but I can't yeah. place my mind on it. And I was like, that sounds like a wrestling mat. And I opened up a curtain and there's the fucking wrestling ring. <laughs> and there's market. these niggas, hey, dog in the flea market. These niggas are just hitting each other with a, with a That's plastic a nice bag, honey. Hold on. I'm about to body slam this bitch Niggas ass. hitting another nigga over here with a wiffle ball bat. Like, well, like well, <laughs> little plastic shit. Yo. And I'm like, what? And I was just sitting there intrigued. And I was like, because I had never seen like it. Like in trance. I'd never seen independent wrestling before. Yeah. And then seeing it live in person like that, I was like, oh, I could, I could do this. Yeah. That's the wrong <laughs> thought to have. Cause you gotta like if you get in there like you'll you could die like them you, you put yeah. your life on the line because you if you take a, a there's a, like a, no insurance policies on them independent yeah. wrestlers too. if you if you take a bump the wrong way like a back a, a bump is just falling straight on your back yeah like uh, you tuck your chin you fall flat you want to make sure that pain is dissipated throughout yeah. your whole body and if you take that bump the wrong way you can fuck your shit up yeah but and so they've trained for years and that mat isn't a trampoline it's it's hardwood yeah. with a thin ass pad on it. <laughs> And and that shit is like they say they said if you want to try to be a wrestler just go out on the grass and just fall fall on your back thirty times a day and that's what it shit. that's what it feels like. 
I was uh, going to have somebody get body slammed through a table for a comedy yeah. show. Yeah. And first, well, I put on my Instagram story that, you know, I'm looking for, I need somebody who's willing to get body slammed through a table. The amount of white dudes that were like, I'll do it. Yeah. Was crazy within the first like two hours. How I probably, many of those white dudes were comedians? All of them. <laughs> except for like two. And then, but every time. Anything for stage time, dog. Bro, it, for real. <laughs> I'll do a joke as I'm getting slammed. Yeah. <laughs> The funny thing was, there was probably like three black dudes that were like, yeah. And I told each one of them, having a black man body slam wouldn't feel right to me. It wouldn't yeah, feel right to me. It wouldn't, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't feel right to it me. Wouldn't. And then one of my comedian friends, Tony Casillas. Um, shout out to Tony. Shout out to Tony. Hilarious dude. He spoke some sense into me. He was like, yeah, there was a, a comedy event in Oklahoma where they were doing some wrestling moves. And somebody got body slammed and landed the wrong way and died. Yeah. And I had the thought of, hmm. I don't want that shit on my I, That's dog. a liability. You know, that's that's a liability. That, yeah. that could like mess up my comedy career. Um so then I decided to have a very thick Hispanic woman uh slap another comedian across the face. <laughs> very thick. <laughs> um, no, she's a homie. Shout out to Queen yeah, D. Shout out to her, man. And, but then uh, that show, uh, there was a bunch of logistical problems with the show. So um, that show didn't happen. But yeah, I planned on having somebody body slammed. But then once I heard, oh, somebody could die, yeah. I decided not to. I decided, you know what? That's not worth it. But once I get the budget where I can hire professionals, where it's like, okay, like, you know what you're doing. Because mm -hmm. I didn't, like, that would be fucked up if I had body slammed, like, one of these actual funny comedians and now they're paralyzed and <laughs> the shit. Actual funny yeah and now no, you want these yeah. sucky niggas yeah and i'm like oh this is this is jordan who fucking ruined kyle's <laughs> life and shit you know from <laughs> if you killed, doing it for the if, bit if you killed hans kim i know right <laughs> <laughs> jesus joe rogan would whoop your ass <laughs> from a fucking skit would crazy go down as a legend though i would i would go down mm -hmm. as a fucking legend though <laughs> pang dang would love you bro <laughs> <laughs> They would, they would come give you a, holy you, shit you went over for me and whatever fuck bro that's a wild situation i remember before i moved uh to austin i was living in atlanta and i had performed in atlanta a few times and i was reading about the austin comedy thing i was here for that yeah so you were here for the whole I didn't thing, see it, thing yeah I, but i was in austin when that i happened. moved to austin uh maybe two weeks before that happened yeah yeah how was like the end? Were you you were doing comedy by then, right? Yeah, I was I was doing Romo and a few other mics. And yeah. Stuff then. So how was the energy of everybody was joking scene? about it? Because yeah. uh, immediately after everybody was joking about it, and then immediately afterward, word got out that Hans Kim was taking that spot. Yeah. And so everybody was like bigging up Hans, and everybody was really defending Tony. Nobody really, nobody was anti Tony at all. Yeah. For that shit. And shouts out, shouts out to Hans Kim. Yeah. Yeah, for real, because. I I met him when I got here in July, and he's always just been mad cool yeah, to me. Cool. Um, we've ridden together. I've given him rides to like mics and stuff uh, like that, and it's really cool to see him like blow up the way he is because one, he's a very solid, cool ass dude. Yeah. Uh, two, he's been doing comedy for eight years, so all right, work, yeah. yeah, he's put in years and 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 years of work. Um, but he's still like himself. It seems mm -hmm. like you know. It's it, he still seems like he's regular old Han. Yeah, um, which is cool. But it also it also gives the feeling of oh, this is what Austin comedy is like supposed to be doing. You know, mm -hmm. this is what's supposed to be happening. This this also it made me feel like oh, this is 
this is correct. This is this is possible yeah. too. You know, this can happen for anybody as long as you just keep putting in the work. That's the thing about comedy. It's a a lot of people drop out. I've seen so many people just in the past six months drop out. Mm. You know, from the Austin scene and stuff. That really, I have, I haven't seen anybody drop bro, out. Bro, I'm seen, waiting. I'm like, bro, bro I've you seen. Out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You think it's still damn. going? Shit. <laughs> Yo, that that's one thing I wanted to talk about too. Um, I remember a few months ago I was talking to a comedian and he was uh saying how another comedian who gets booked who works and stuff mm -hmm. was telling him, Yo, aren't you happy that you're actually good at this? Wouldn't your life be a lot more sad if you weren't good at this? And it made me think, because imagine doing comedy for like 10 years it's just not good, and yeah. it's just you still haven't you know what I'm saying you're still not doing shows yeah. you still haven't kind of figured out your groove you haven't figured out your your comedic voice you're still doing shitty open mics isn't I, I haven't met anybody like that to where they're, they're like I've met. 10 I years in oh I've met and, I have. and uh like they're just I have and it's and it's interesting because shouts out to them for keeping it going yeah but I and, remember and is it is it that they're not funny or they're funny and they're just they just haven't figured out how to use that? I mean, I guess both, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're funny, then you gotta like I understand if you're not funny and you're doing it for ten years and it's like, all right, nigga, read the room, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but how, like, how do you feel about that? You know, like how aren't you? Because bro, you're you're really fucking good to only be doing it a Appreciate little over you. a year. Yeah. Because it took me a long time to finally, like, consider myself a comic, even. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and to, and you know how long it, bro, it took me two years in to finally start inviting people to shows. Because yeah. I didn't feel like I was good enough to invite anybody to a show. And I didn't want to be the dude, the comedian that invites somebody you know to a showcase where you know this is my first showcase i'm okay i'm all right and then mm -hmm. they come like bro what the fuck was that i'm yeah. never going to that shit again because that's that's worse that's yeah that's a, i feel like that's worse than that's a bad feeling not too, inviting yeah. anybody you know what i'm saying because i'd rather let me just bomb my ass off <laughs> yeah and you know figure out my act and figure out my set and then once i'd you know start to do some showcases where oh i'm getting laughs you know the entire eight minutes I'm on stage, the entire 10 minutes I'm on stage, the entire 12 minutes I'm on stage. Okay, now I'll start, I'll start inviting people because now I feel like you're going to get your money's worth because, you know, unless it's a free show, people are paying to come see you and yeah. stuff, you know? So it's like, I don't, I don't want to waste, I don't want anybody to waste their time or their money on me. Nah. And honestly, I, I, my whole thing was just waiting, waiting until I had like, until I thought I was funny uh, yeah. enough to invite people. I mean, honestly, how I how, I just... how how soon into doing comedy? I mean, well, I... how fast into doing comedy were you like I'm funny? <laughs> you get the first day now, but I mean, I felt I'm like funny, I, I've been I, funny since I was a kid, so I, I completely understand. What you I still have that, moments but... now where I go I, with stand up. Is like. Uh, that's that moment's not where I go, man. What the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. Or I'll just uh, I'll I'll be thinking thinking of things, or I'll, I'll force myself to write something, or I'll be at an open mic in front of nobody, and it it feels like a 
Like it feels like a bomb, but only because there's three people there and yeah. and nobody wants to laugh first. Yeah, fuck right? those mics. Fuck those. I stopped doing those yeah. completely. So like, I, and and I and I haven't been on stage in a minute for as far as open mic, and I, I just been doing these shows. But like, I don't know. It's just. I, so you sit I, down. I, do you I, sit I down I'm, and write stand up? No. I, I I just write my topics and then just go on stage and kind of yeah, freeball it. That's what that's what I do. Yeah, but I mean I uh, I kind of I don't know I just gauge um, like I I did good the last show like oh, but the first few shows I was starting off with fucking nervous as hell. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. know I was gonna go. Now that I'm like I've I've got a, a nice string of performances underneath uh, underneath me and uh, I'm I'm batting a good average, a really good average yep, yep. as far we as like because we know, fucking hilarious. So I'm like I'm I'm funny. I can yeah. I can safely say that I'm funny. Enough people have big me up uh, for me to go. All right, yeah, I can. I, can say I mean, that. man, every time somebody asks me who do you think is the funniest comedian in Austin, and I say besides myself, Daniel West. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, I do. Yeah. I, I think you're legitimately funny. Speaking of funniest people in Austin, did you register? For the competition? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. excited about that. When you that. sent me that, I was just like, I, I, I'm excited too because I was like, yeah, this is something for me to get motivated. About. Yeah, like I haven't been, like, but immediately I, I was like going over my set and I was like, I haven't been this motivated since like I started comedy. Really. Yeah, and and was doing those first That's few shows because I mean, this is just a. This is an opportunity to win what twelve hundred, twelve hundred. But not only that, like yeah, that's the grand prize. Record a record a money album or something like yeah, that. Yeah, record the thirty minute album. It's optional. Like but the, man, the cool thing about the funniest person in Austin competition for me is okay, because Cap City's running it. Yeah, and yeah. so that'll be an opportunity yeah. just to get on their radar, just to get in front of those people over there, mm -hmm. because Cap City's one of those <laughs> clubs. Yeah, man, bro. Yeah, oh fuck all that shit. <laughs> Cap, Cap City's one of those clubs that is a staple in comedy, yeah. you know, especially in Texas, and so especially in Austin. Especially, especially in Austin. And so I feel like getting in over there and regardless if you win or don't, it's just getting into those pre prelims and doing well on your sets. Just getting on their radar is going to be a win in and of itself. Yeah. You know? Especially if they, you know, bring you in like, oh, shit, we remember you from the funniest person in Austin competition. Yeah. You were a killer. You know, come, great, come and rock out. It's a great label to have. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't I hate feeling like a hater. But I feel like that a lot of times when I when I read some of the shit that I read, like that's why I stop. I see like the top five yeah, nigga, comics yeah. to watch and that's why I stop. such and such or like nothing I, against I'll, those people. I'll see a, a list, a, a show uh, with with the list of people on it, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm funnier than all these niggas. But it's yep. like it is what it is. A part of us is supposed to feel like that though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's not like I, like I said, I hate feeling like that because it makes me yeah, like I, I say feeling like a hater. But like it's not like I'm talking shit behind their back yeah yeah yeah. like yeah. all these people are funny motherfuckers i just yeah. feel like i'm funnier than them yeah and there's nothing wrong with that and it is it's and that that's also like that's an exciting part of comedy yeah. for me is the all right all right i see, all yeah. right, I see you motherfuckers all and right. it's also the the likability thing too like people gotta like you for some reason for the, yeah. you to get booked on their shows yeah that is true but it's uh it's and I don't I don't operate like that. I'm not I feel like I feel like you. this is gonna kinda open up the floodgates though for Austin comedy on a different level because it's not gonna be because most of the shows being produced in Austin are independently produced. I know this because I'm an independent producer in yeah. the city. And that's how 
98, 95% of the shows are, are mm -hmm. independently produced. And so with Cap City doing the Funniest Person competition and them opening back up, that's going to be, oh, they're going to have bookers. And so they're going to have legit, like, yo, this is what yeah. we do. We're, we're bookers. We're not... We're not comedians. We're not stand-up comics. I'm not a comedian booker trying to get booked on the shows. Yeah, so exactly. Book other bookers. So yeah, I can so get let me book be, on their exactly shows. because it, it's not all that, and I feel like that's going to add a different layer to the scene. And then also, um, the Rogan Club opening up. That's going to add a whole different energy to Austin comedy. But it's yeah. weird now because man, I'll when like when I did Amy Shanker's Power Hour show at mm -hmm. Creek in the Cave, bro, I didn't know a lot of the fucking comics are on stage. I was like, who yeah. the hell are y'all? I feel like and I know, I know, I... I know the scene. You know what I'm saying? I know yeah. majority, damn near every. I know of majority of the comics. And if you're in comedy yes. in Austin, like I know of you, or you know of me. And it's like I didn't know. I don't know so many of these new people. It's so weird. I don't know some of the people that have been here. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I just I just don't fuck with yeah. like I don't stick around after mics. But you've been here shit. long enough though, because I was I was talking to I was talking to Dean Stanfield about this, and he said you're not somebody that you know just performs in Austin. Like you're an Austin comic, you know. Like we we got here in that first wave. Yeah. Of my that first wave of migration that happened for Austin for comedy. Yeah. You know so. We're kind of, we're almost like OGs in the the Austin comedy game to a degree because uh, it's a baby scene. It's yeah. it's, a, it's it, only it a year a, old. It is a baby scene. I, I, it's, I don't, it's barely a, it's barely over a year old. Yeah, I don't know? feel like that. You don't feel like that? Nah, because I'm looking at the OGs get booked on these shows and I'm yeah, not on yeah, these shows. yeah 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 yeah. No, and, and so it is what it is. Yeah, I know. I, but, I, I mean, the shows I am getting booked on are great opportunities too. So yeah, I and and honestly, if uh, if I'm able to get on the same level as, as them and not have to do the same shit, like yeah. I've never done Kill Tony, um, I don't have anything against it, but it's just that's not my thing. Yeah, it's not your thing. Maybe yeah. I'll do it one day, but if I can get on a Vulcan show or whatever the fuck without doing it, hey, that's yeah, uh, it's another path. You Man, have you to need to get out to San Antonio, bro. I've been telling you this. I do. You need I do. to get out to San Antonio. I do, I, do, I do need to get out of Austin and do comedy. Yeah, because, man, San Antonio, the crowds out there are so much fucking fun. Houston too. Yeah, you're from Houston. Yeah, bro. Exactly. The crowds exactly. in Houston and the crowds in San Antonio are so much fun because Austin, Austin's a great city, but sometimes the crowds can be a little bit PC, and which can be annoying, especially for comedy. Like we're, yeah. you know, we're late night comics where we talk about raw stuff. We and we're very I, explicit about how yeah. we speak about our material. I wanted to get a show going in Houston at the uh, Ensemble Theater, but they were uh, they're very COVID uh, scared right now. And, that environment really doesn't. Every time I hear that, I'm also well. like, "That's interesting." Yeah, I mean, because like last time I went, I went to a show there in December, yeah. and it, the whole the before the show started, it was a old black lady. Everybody, put your mask on. Put your fucking <laughs> nose. It's like, come on, dog. It's not. That's not a uh, an environment conducive to comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I man, get, just doing comedy outside of your home base city is cool. Because you realize, oh, I'm like really good. Yeah. You know, because it's like, yo, going in, because I, I performed in Denver um, in February. Yeah. And I did two shows in Denver and I thought Austin was PC. But Denver, like they're, really? they're not used to, because I talk a lot about race. Yeah. 
And I mean, you know how I talk about race and stuff. And the way I talk about race, they're not used to the black comics in Denver aren't talking about race the way I'm talking about race. Hmm. And I remember in Denver, they were laughing harder at my stupid, like nonsense jokes. Yeah. And, but my racial, a little more like heavier subject matter jokes, Mm -hmm. they were laughing, but I could tell they were really uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was uncomfortable laughter and stuff. Um, but it, it, Performing outside of your home base city also makes you a better comic because you learn how to adjust to crowds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because the first performance that I did in Denver um, wasn't as good as the second performance I did in Denver. Because yeah. the first performance, I I hit them like I hit mm-hmm. a general Texas crowd, right? Yeah. And they're way more chill because I'm I'm high energy when I get on yeah, stage yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah. In Denver, they're high as fuck. You know, they're chilling and stuff. They're up in the mountains. It's mile high city. We're like laid back and chilling. Mm-hmm. And I went out there with the fucking unicorn energy mad like high energy and stuff and i could tell like they're like whoa this is a lot yeah Yeah. so then the second show you know i I still did my thing but i approached it way differently because i'm like okay that's just how they are out here that's Mm -hmm. that's just their energy out here and stuff and so man hitting san San antonio's up the street man hitting houston like because those cities those crowds those audiences out there it's way different than austin crowds and you just learn how to adjust your jokes too you learn how to Mm -hmm how to do your jokes differently, how to do your material, how to do your bits differently. Like I'll like the way I do a bit in San Antonio, I won't do it the same way if I'm in Houston, you know, and or like I did a, a hood room in West Dallas, bro. So I I had to, you know, approach my set on a whole different level. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're yeah. doing a white room versus a black room, you have to approach your set like differently. Like yeah. there's jokes that work every time in white rooms you know, that I absolutely can't do that. in black rooms. It's hilarious watching white comics try to do that <laughs> with their material and go, all right, I'm from a black room. All right, let's dust off the, the black material. Bro, let's start tap dancing. I remember you. Uh, <sighs> I remember. I'll never forget that night. <laughs> yeah, we at were at Spinners, Spinners and uh, one of the only one of the few black rooms uh, that happened for yeah. comedy in Austin. And it was open mic at Spinners, black <laughs> spot. The first time I seen the most black people in Austin, I was like, this is fucking great. And uh, it was cool, but there was a moment on the lineup where there was just a, a string of maybe nine white comics. All of them on a range to funny to fucking suck, right? <laughs> and it just got to a moment where I was looking at all of them, like, adjust their material for the black people in the room. And there was a DJ playing music, so all of them got up there and were doing whatever the we're, fuck jig they were doing. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking sellouts are... Yeah. <laughs> What do you? What was this energy at fucking Creek? You fucking yeah. idiot, why y'all look yeah. goofy right now, dog? What are y'all doing? Where was this energy in front of Wendy, Kyle? It, exactly. No. Like, what are we? <laughs> fucking not Kyle. To, <laughs> no, not Kyle. No. <laughs> shout out to Kyle. Yeah, uh, shout out to there? Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Shout uh, out to Kyle. No, but it was like uh, watching all these white people like tap dance in front of black people was just fucking hilarious. And, yeah. and you called them out too. You got on stage that, and that, called them out. That set is on my Instagram at Sir D West. If you ever want to go down yeah. and check it out, that, that was a great set. Yeah. That was an incredible was set. I'm, yeah, that shit was great. Spinners is coming back though, April nineteenth. Uh, April nineteenth. Yeah, good. we're we're both doing this, that. This show. is definitely gonna come out after the, yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> after that set, but hey, it's gonna run every Tuesday. We don't have to name specific dates. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so bro, you got these red ass shoes on, dog. Hell yeah, dog. Jordans. You know, I don't wear Jordans. Yeah, I've never worn a pair of Jordans ever in my life. I've never owned or worn anything Air Jordan. Yeah, because, but you lived in Sherman, Texas. You yeah, but also, nigga, why am I gonna pay to wear my own name? That too. Yeah. That's that's. That, that's <laughs> that makes sense. What? 
I paid $120 to wear my own name. That's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I wouldn't do that shit either. Yeah, I know Jordans that wear Jordans. I'm like, you're dumb. <laughs> you look goofy. You right look now. fucking dumb. They should be paying you. Yeah. That's yeah. your name, bro. Oh, that's that's your birth name. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, you you what? know what I thought about the other day? My name is my name. <laughs> <laughs> my name is my name. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> on the first podcast we did, we, we, uh, we broke out into a, a a a ranking of white women. I remember that. Yeah, where I said Anne Hathaway is number one in my book. I wanna I wanna do some amendments because I don't feel that way anymore after some time has been passed. Nigga, it's been a week. It's, it's been, been yeah, it's been like two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. But I feel like it's, things have happened to where your opinion on white women changes every day. It in does. US. It does. Not really, but. This does, right? Okay. I think the number one white woman all time is Amy Schumer. Oh, no. All right. Because um, only a white woman can make a black man slapping another black man traumatizing, traumatizing. to her. That is all. That is goat level white lady no, shit. No, it's dog. not. No, it's the worst. That's Nigga. the worst. I, I, I've, I've listened to that shit today. I was like, dog, that is goat level white lady shit, bro. I, she, it was traumatizing because she's probably never seen. Two black dudes like go at it. She's like, oh my god, this is this. Is, she was probably like very horny about it. She's like, oh, this is, this is the, what she's been fantasizing this is about. Traumatizing horniness <laughs> right here. Wrong way. That was the most white woman shit I've ever. She was like, am seen I turned on by black men beating each other up? Yeah. How do you make this about you? I don't know. I don't know. I, yo, that's a good place to bring this episode to an end. <laughs> god damn it! Why are we end on Amy Schumer out of all fucking things? Shout out black women. Black women, get on Ibble, dog. We need y'all. Yeah, we need. We need black women on Ibble. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start hitting up all the black women I know, so mm -hmm. we can have some variety and spice. Even uh, Latina. Where's one Latina in particular? We need everybody on Ibble. <laughs> as, um, we need one, everybody on Ibble. One Latina in particular that I want to see on Ibble. You are uh, ridiculous. <laughs> You are ridiculous. Uh, all of them. Uh, we love y'all. This is yes. You are ridiculous. Everybody, <laughs> it's everybody says that, bro. And it's so funny because every time she's uh, she's such a supporter. She's of, so great. I love. She's yeah, she's, she's incredible, and she comes she's to great. so many comedy shows. And she she looks very like she's a beautiful woman, and she's very built beautifully. That's so downplaying though. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Super down to earth. Like super. No, I said you're downplaying it. <laughs> I'm not downplaying you, bro. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Um, but every time she's you at a, a you in a relationship, he can't say it. she's a bad bitch. No, <laughs> she's she's a baddie. She's a baddie. I can say it. She's a baddie. But every time she's at shows, bro, every comedian comes up to me. Uh, who is that? Bro? You should see the white who boys is that? lose their lose their fucking mind. You ever see the cartoon with the wolf seeing the bad girl with the eyes come out the fucking <laughs> yeah. face? Yeah, that's them every time. <laughs> that's what it is. Every time, oh, yo. Every time, yo. This has been two nap. Hell yeah. Two niggas in a pod. Two NAP. Greatest podcast in the world. Ain't even started. I am one of two hosts, Jordan McDonald, aka the unicorn in this thing. Daniel West, aka Sir D West. Yeah, see him. We're shooting live out of Ibble. Fucking. OG goats in this great studio. Shout out to Xander and Drew behind yeah, the ones and twos. Yeah, hooking us up every time, making us look sexy, making us sound sexy, making yes, us feel sexy. Sexy as fuck. Y'all, and I hope y'all feel sexy too. Um, that's the show, baby. It's been a great show. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, give us follows and stuff on Ibble and on Instagram. My Ibble is the Unicorn T H E U N I X O R N, and my Instagram is at Jordan the Unicorn J O R D. 
Oh, J-O-R-D-A-N-T-H-E-U-N-I-X-O-R-N. Give me a follow. Uh, come to a comedy show. Hit me up about comedy shows. I post about what comedy shows I'm performing at all the time. I'm taking a little hiatus from producing, and I'll be back producing comedy shows at the beginning of the summer. Um, but, yeah, support live comedy. Support Austin, Texas comedy. Support yeah. two niggas in a pod. Dang it. Uh, my Instagram and my Ibble is at Sir D West. Give your boy follow, like some shit, uh, share my shit, uh, hear me say shit on Ibble because mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not cursing on Instagram or anywhere else no more. If you want to hear me curse, you want me to talk shit about white people, come over to Ibble. If you want to hear him comment on white women's booty, go to <laughs> Ibble. Go to Ibble. That's all Daniel West's fucking profile is, man. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this has been great. Shout out to y'all, man. We love y'all. Peace. Peace.